Comedian Nida graduate Marnie McQueen has been described as a, a true chameleon entertainer. She's worked with Barry Humphreys and her one-woman show is a testament to the inspiration that she has got from the master of characterisation. And she joins us in the studio now. Great to have you here, Marnie. Thanks, Gillian. Thanks. Wonderful to be here. Tell us, of course, how you came to work with Barry Humphreys because, I mean, what you do and what he does is just so symbiotic, isn't it? So it must have been fantastic to work with him. Oh, it was wonderful. It was inspirational, so inspirational. Um, I was studying at NIDA, the acting school in Sydney, and I was in third year when he came to speak to the students. And uh, up until that point, I'd always been a big fan of his work, but I'd never really thought about it from a a professional sort of tr- career trajectory point of view. And I was so impressed that one man had managed to carve an entire career and lifetime out of creating characters. And it seems like it seemed such a fantastic way to create uh, or to make a living. And so I thought, well, maybe I could do something like that. So I asked him if I might be able to go and study with him while he was doing his one-woman show on Broadway, and he said yes. Oh, fantastic. I flew over there and I saw his show seven times and I got to have a few lunches and dinners with him and and then when I came home, I was just so inspired. I, I wrote my own show for a character that I had created while studying at NIDA, Rosa the Russian Beautician. Rosa the Russian Beautician. Yeah. What does Rosa the Russian Beautician do? Well, she's a waxer to the stars uh, and she specialises in bikini waxing. And it's amazing how much your life can change just with one simple bikini wax, according I, to Rosa. That would separate the men from the boys. Well, yeah. She does, she does specialise in men's downstairs waxings. Dear. Yeah, Brendan Favola was one of her clients. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear it. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump, he used to comb it over in the downstairs, but she sorted him out. So it was really interesting, though, how I had to work out how I could pitch Rosa as a waxer to the stars because I, then I thought, well, I'm going to need some stars to help me out or to, I'm going to need to align myself with some celebrities to really make it look like Rosa is real. So um, when I was doing Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, the musical in Sydney, I asked Michael Caton, Jackie Weaver and Bert Newton, who all of whom I met whilst doing that show, if they might be able to film some little testimonials for me about how much their lives had transformed since going to Rosa for waxing treatments. And they all were so obliging. They just immediately said yes. So I filmed them saying these hilarious and this is part of the show. testimonials and now that's part of the show, yeah. Uh, do you find, have you, have you found um, starting out, I guess, in this sort of, in this industry, which I imagine would be very competitive, have you found, it seems like they've been very generous people with with their time and their and their skill have you found that all the way through i have been overwhelmed by the amount of support that i've got it's just been amazing starting off with barry humphreys and then my first professional theater production that i did was in 2005 and i was cast in a show at sydney theater company with gary mcdonald and i think i spent the entire rehearsal period just asking him questions about what it was like when he was playing norman gunston because he was a bit of a trailblazer well, he's a, yeah and particularly with characters isn't he yeah 
Yeah, and I mean, the, the courage that he had to create that character and go in and interview people in character and they didn't realise that he was a character. So I watched all of his old videos and learnt so much from him and he was just so generous with all of his advice and, you know, telling me all the stories about things that had happened when he was doing that. And then just, yeah, as I said with Bert Newton, I, I, I barely knew him. I'd met him a few times and I wrote him a note and I left it at the stage door of the Regent Theatre in Melbourne where he was doing Wicked and I asked him if he might be able to film this little testimonial for me and he rang me straight away and he said, whatever it is that you'd like me to do, it's absolutely fine. Um, let's go to the Channel 9 studios next week. He got his hair and makeup artist to come in and he, he spent his whole day off helping me Oh, isn't that fabulous? Film this little thing. Yeah, it was, just, it was just amazing. And then also my family have been so supportive Every time I do a show, they round up all of their friends and and um, and their friends. And now, though, it's exciting because it's not just people that I know coming to the show. There's a lot of sort of people in the wider community coming along. So, so now it's getting really exciting. For no, me. that's brilliant. What's what tips did you pick up from Barry Humphreys? Uh, well, it was interesting to see how much of his show was scripted and how much was just you know, fly by the, flying by the seat of his pants. But what he manages to do is get in the, all the gags that he wants to get in, but at different times in the show each night. So it's almost like he has a checklist and he says, right, I've got these 10 magnificent jokes that I can say. And they can all come in at any time, depending on what the audience members say to me. And, but without fail, no matter what he gets from the audience, he will manage to slip all of those 10 magnificent jokes in and make it all look like they are completely impromptu. I was, I was so blown away by that. that. And also that he manages to remember everybody's names, that he asks what their names are during the show. And then he'll refer to them all, people who he asked their name like in the first act, he'll then refer to them again halfway through the second act. He's a genius, isn't he? He's it? just amazing. But it's just that those little moments where you pay attention to detail really pay off. And I try to make my show as relevant as possible to the people in the room, in that theatre, in that city, on that night. Is that important in as part of forming a connection with your audience? Yeah, absolutely. And it really works. It really pays off. People appreciate it so much. So I've done, I wrote my show for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, but I've rewritten so much of it for the Perth show tonight because you've just got to make it about your audience. You know, they're the ones that have bothered to pay to come to see you and they're the ones that have made the effort to get there. So you've got to make it worthwhile for them and make it about them. And there is a lot that is hilarious about a Perth audience. <laughs> I can say that because I'm from Perth. Well, I do play a character who I think, well, I'm hoping is going to go down well tonight. Her name is Annabelle Sarah Victoria Winters Smythe and she's from Cottesloe and she's giving her wedding speech and she's at her carbon neutral wedding. <laughs> And um, Does she have a Labradoodle? She probably does. Yes, I think she has a Labradoodle. But somebody else would, would uh, walk behind her with the plastic bag when she takes the dog for a walk. <laughs> so I really enjoy playing that character and I've changed all of her references to be about Perth. How do you, It must be very confronting, I would imagine, writing and performing a, a one-woman 
show and and uh, or for people like uh, Barry Humphreys who, who does that all the time because if it doesn't work there's nothing else is there it's just it's it's all about you so if the audience yeah. doesn't like you or doesn't <laughs> like it now I've terrified you and you're gonna go home <laughs> no well that's right it, the first time I did this show I, I felt like I was just jumping off the edge of a cliff and free falling I thought I have no idea how this is going to go down I just hope that it works I hope that it works and at the end of it I was just so relieved that it was that it had happened and that people laughed and that it seemed to work and since then I've just kept refining it and working on it and changing tweaking little bits and now I feel like I've got a good product, but it, it is constantly changing. It constantly evolves. I've recently added a whole section about our new Prime Minister, of course. The Julia. Yes, I Julia. imagine there'd be a wealth of material there. <laughs> yep. Yes, there is. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it, it is fantastic. And um, I guess you, you'd have to like being scared to do the job you do. Well, you do. That's the thing is... When I did Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, the musical, I really enjoyed being in that show, but it was exactly the same every night. And after 600 performances, I I started to yearn for some kind of deeper connection with the audience. And that is what I love about cabaret and comedy and and the kind of show that I do is that so much of it, so much of your own, your enjoyment as a performer comes from what the audience gives you on the night. And it's different every night. And the people that you communicate with in the audience each night are different. They have different names, different jobs. You don't know what's going to happen. And there's there's a section of the script that's kind of blank. And it, you just go, oh, well, you know, I can't plan what's going to happen there. We'll just, Let's just, hope we'll it just goes see well. what happens. Yeah, Fantastic. <laughs> well, you can go along and see Marnie McQueen in her show Sunburnt Country at the Octagon Theatre in Perth tonight, if you like the sound of that. Great to have you in the studio, Marnie. Thank you so much, Gillian.